Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 73 of In the Middle of It. The podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you're with me today. Seriously, it is so nice to hang out and connect in a time when it's really easy to feel isolated. I don't know about you guys, but three weeks into this coronavirus quarantine, and I'm starting to feel a little bit cranky. Now, I'm super grateful that we're helping flatten the curve, especially knowing that by staying in, we are helping vulnerable populations. But yeah, still a little stir crazy and cranky. Now, one of my attempts to stay in a positive mindset has been to reach out to teachers who, as far as I'm concerned, are every bit as heroic as the healthcare workers on the front lines. The work that teachers are doing, which I have to say is a really huge learning curve for a lot of them, I would imagine. It's been instrumental in our family in giving my kids some sense of normalcy. So one of the questions that I had for teachers was this, what's been the most surprising part of e-teaching during the coronavirus quarantine? Now, here's how Charity Bauer, who's one of the moderators in the Facebook group, Technology Teachers Middle School, responded. Here's what she said. The most surprising thing about e-teaching during this shutdown is how quickly my teachers who didn't want to know any technology have picked up technology and are now using it with their students. So that completely surprised me. My students, they're doing just fine. It's the teachers who are stepping up and being amazing. Okay, I could not agree with her more. Teachers everywhere have stepped up in amazing ways, and we're so thankful and appreciative. In fact, if you'd like to send a note to some of your teen's teachers, but you don't know where to start, be sure to grab my free resource, Letters to the Teacher Swipe File. You can find it in the resources section on my show notes page. It's got some great templates that you can follow or some advice for just writing your own thank you notes. And you can also check out episode 59 of the podcast that goes along with that resource. So if you want to grab that, just head to my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP59. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that's been a little bit challenging in our family is feeling like we've seen it all and read it all, which isn't really true, of course, but we've definitely reached a saturation point as far as Netflix and Amazon Prime and other streaming services are concerned, and even somewhat in reading, which I never thought was something that would ever come out of my mouth. But I know you can get to a point where you just feel, again, the best word is oversaturated. So I would suggest that once you've gotten outside or done a puzzle or played a board game or whatever it is that you do to take a break, you might be looking for some new books or shows. And if that is the case, what I thought I would do for this week's episode is to share some of the things that we've been watching and reading here in Casa de Kelly. Now, as always, I am sharing these recommendations with the caveat that you do your due diligence before reading or watching these things with your teens, because only you know your kids and what is advisable to watch or read with them or not. And that's something I talked about early on in the podcast. In fact, it was episode number five, if you want to check that out, about knowing your teen and determining what... um, is okay as far as what they read and what they watch. That's obviously going to vary kid to kid, 
with different ages and all the things. So again, check out episode five if you have any questions about that, but I'm imagining you know your kids. Now, having said that, the first book I'm going to talk about is called Most Likely by Sarah Watson. It's a fairly new release and on the surface, it seems like the simple story of four best friends in high school. But here's the great thing about it. We know that one of the girls is going to end up being president someday. We just don't know which one it is. And Watson does a really great job of keeping you guessing until the very end, where she finishes with an unexpected twist. It's a fun read and hey, you know, girl power, I'm all about that. And I will say, being such an avid reader and such an avid watcher of all kinds of stories, I often am able to guess the ending way before it arrives. And with this book, most likely, I wasn't able to do that. I, I kept going back and forth on who I thought it might be. So that was really fun. I like I like being surprised in the end. And it doesn't happen all that often. Okay, another fun read is called Tweet Cute, which is Emma Lord's first novel. It's a play on the whole You've Got Mail story, which, hello, another one of my super favorites. And it's about two kids in the same elite New York high school whose parents own competing restaurants. It's a fun update of that story. And instead of email, it's got Twitter wars and dating apps and texts. And I would also add that her portrayal, Lord's portrayal of a family dynamics is really spot on. And it was definitely, I laughed, I cried experience reading it for me. Now, I also read recently Sarah J. Moss's latest called House of Earth and Blood. It's the first in a new series that she started. And as always with her writing, I was immediately pulled into the world she built, which is set in a more modern world than her previous two series I've read, um, which are The Throne of Glass and A Court of Thorn and Roses. But not to worry, it is definitely still a fantasy, even though it's a more modern setting. And again, her world building is just amazing. Now, I love her storytelling, but I do have to say that I personally would hesitate to hand this book to a younger team because while I love me a good romance story, she definitely goes a step further and gets into the realm of what I would call erotica with some pretty explicit sex scenes. So just um, parental warning on that one. Okay, the next one I'm talking about is Casey West's Moment of Truth, which is a poignant story about Hadley, who's a high school swimming star, and she has grown up in the shadow of a sibling that she never even met. She had an older brother who died before she was born, and she kind of feels like a replacement kid to her parents. The mystery in the story is that she's trying to figure out the identity of a guy who wears a Heath Hall mask, and in her world, Heath Hall is a famous actor, and the person wearing this mask disrupts all kinds of different events and warns people, warns kids on social media about where he's going to appear next, and she is so curious about who this is and why they're doing what they're doing, and she's really trying to figure that out. Now, at the same time, she's also trying to figure out how she can get her parents' attention without having to work so hard at it. So it's a great story on so many levels, from family dynamics to personal motivation to facing your greatest fears. I would say Casey West knocked it out of the park again with this book. And the last read that I'm going to mention is one by my favorite authors. I've talked about her several times on the podcast before, and her name is Sandhya Menon. 
You might recognize her as the author of There's Something About Sweetie, which was the book I chose for last summer's book club, and it's featured in episode 53. So I love everything that she's written, including her newest, which is what I'm talking about now, which is called Of Curses and Kisses. It's a fairy tale retelling and set in a boarding school, which are two of my favorite types of YA put together. So with this book, she again does a great job of highlighting family dynamics and expectations and weaving a sweet romance into it as well. And it's a really fun twist on Beauty and the Beast. All right, now I'm going to switch gears and talk about some of the things that my family and I have been streaming and watching together. Now, some of these I've discovered during the last couple of weeks, but others are ones that I've watched in the past year or so that I thought might be good suggestions for you guys. And that's assuming that you haven't found them already, but just in case, I'm going to throw them in here. So first of all, there is the series called A Letter to the King, which is a Netflix series that my husband and I binged over two nights, I think. The episodes were a little bit shorter. I think there were only six of them. And it is a King Arthur-esque story about a teen boy who's on a quest. And what I really loved is the diversity in the story, but also it's just fun, if sometimes a little bit campy. Um... So that's a really good one. Okay, moving on to the next one. Another Netflix series that we really enjoyed was Lock and Key. And it's a creepy story full of magic and mystery that's based on a graphic novel series by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. And while there are definitely a lot of bad words in the show, there are siblings in it that range from a much older teen to an elementary aged younger brother. So I really feel like it's something the whole family can enjoy or might enjoy if you can get past the language thing. Lost in Space is another one that is great for whole family viewing. It's an update on the 1960s classic, and it has tons of adventure and drama that really keeps you on the edge of your seat, or at least just binging just one more episode. And what I love also is that it's got two seasons, so it's good for taking up quite a bit of your time as far as um, the length of the series. Now, another one that's a longer series that will always, always, always be on my list of favorites, like I think all time. It is my favorite TV show ever. And that is the Gilmore Girls. Now I faithfully watched that show every week when it first aired on TV. And my daughter was a, pretty much a newborn at that point. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it would be so fun to watch this with her when she was old, when she's older, which was before Netflix or any of the other streaming services. So it has been so much fun to actually get to watch it with her. I've gone through the whole series with her. And in addition, probably a couple more times than that, um, just because I love it that much. And I would say too, just by the way, she also recommended Gilmore Girls. It was the first thing out of her mouth when I asked her what she would recommend to you guys. So, so you should really check that out. I do have to throw in here, though, that while I love the original series, the first seven seasons that actually appeared just on a regular TV network, I do have to share that for me, the Netflix reboot was a little bit disappointing. So you'll have to watch it and decide on your own. But for me, not my favorite. One of the more bizarre series that we watched was a show called I Am Not Okay With This. And it's one that I was kind of on the fence about sharing with you guys because there are definitely some more mature themes in it. And as I'm also not a huge fan of horror films, 
The ending was just a bit too gory for my taste, but it's something you might want to check out, especially if any of your teens, like one of mine, is super into horror flicks. And it was, again, a little bit campy. Um, there was some superhero type stuff to it, but just, again, a really quirky, interesting show. I do want to throw in a series that our family really enjoyed benching together, but this was a while back. And that is the series Lost. And I think it's still available on Hulu, but we really, really enjoyed um, the writing on that series and all the twists and turns that it took over the course of six seasons. Plus, again, with over 100 episodes, it's one that'll take you a while to work through. Now, another one that we've enjoyed as a family is Sherlock, again, on Netflix. And I'm talking about the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I think the movies, the ones that are with Robert Downey Jr., those are good too, but but the Sherlock series that's made by the BBC was really great. And it might appeal to teens who like science and a good mystery and, and, and those kinds of things. Now, there are a couple of shows that I haven't watched yet, but I plan to. And the first one is called All the Bright Places, which is based on a novel by Jennifer Niven. And then the next one is one that my daughter has been after me to watch for a while now, and I need to get on it uh, because it does look amazing. And that is the movie On the Basis of Sex, which is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's story. And she loved it so much that she has just been on me to watch it ever since she first did. So that is on my to be watched list as well. That one, though, I think you have to pay for it's like through Amazon or Voodoo. I don't think that it's actually streaming like as part of a subscription service. And since I've shared a couple of my daughter's recommendations, I thought I'd throw in a couple of my son's favorites as well. If your teens are into anime or manga at all, they might enjoy the series Full Metal Alchemist, which is on Netflix. And I think there are a couple of different versions. I want to say maybe a couple of years ago, they did a live action version, but the one that I'm talking about is actually the um, the animated one that's several years old. And then there's another one called Cowboy Bebop. Again, this is a little bit more on the mature, more mature side of things. Cowboy Bebop, and I think you can get it on Hulu, but you may also have to search for it on in other places on the internet, whether it's um, YouTube or whatever. I hope that that is enough to get you guys started. I'd also love to get your recommendations. So if you want to leave something in the comments on the show notes page, or if you want to DM me on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what you're reading or watching and the things that you and your teens love, I would love to hear from you either on my socials or, um, or whatever. And you can find links to all that stuff. Again, on my show notes page at theishgirl.com forward slash EP73. All right, just one more friendly reminder to thank those teachers out there who are taking such great care of your kiddos right now and keeping them busy with schoolwork and making sure they're still getting an education. Again, such a heroic effort. Just let them know how much you appreciate them. And you're welcome to use a resource that I have. That's that swipe file in my show notes. Again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I really do appreciate it. And if you found it at all helpful, I would love for you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts, because it really does help others find these resources too. Okay, guys, from an ish girl who is praying for everyone out there to stay safe and healthy, I am so grateful we're all in the middle of it together. <laughs>